Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. While you're on the shitter, just take a peek on Twitter. Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. Another episode of Friends and Rivals podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Harkis. Joining me, as always, are... Steven Wojtowicz. Bill Fougere. Nick Larita. No question, Mark. No question this week. Nick. He's sure. He's sure He's this time. Positive. So we are we are recording this on Tuesday night. Rangers Devils are in the third period. Rangers are down by two. Billy is engrossed in the Pens Caps game. So Nick, um, let's go to you. Um, what are you talking? Yes, since the others aren't <laughs> playing tonight. Um, and Nick, fill up twenty minutes. Go. Yeah, go. Let's talk about the first three games from the Islanders. You just go to town. Jesus. All right. Well, give me my podium. Uh, well, oh, I, uh, I heard yeah. Nancy Pelosi's podiums on eBay somewhere still. Quack, quack. <laughs> and, and don't worry, when there's a commercial, we'll chime in. Yeah, like, that, works. Right that works. Sorry for all the edits you didn't have to do, Steve. This is going to be a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, recap uh, Islanders had three games this week. Uh, no real player movements, uh, just really the games were the major piece. I mean, going from zero games to three games in a week. It's quite a difference, uh, I got to say, in terms of just you know, preparing for you know the show and also just for basically getting back into watching hockey uh, on a regular basis, just trying to find the time to do it. So now the first two games against the Rangers, no problems. Those are games are always great games. I'm always going to try to find time. Yesterday, I ended up watching only the third period, period of the game, of the, uh, the, the game against uh, the Bruins, and I caught them up on the first two periods after dinner tonight. So uh, we got there. But um, anyway, to the games, um, Isles Rangers game one was a interesting game. Isles came out not super sharp, but came out a lot sharper than the Rangers, um, in my opinion. And no, Tom argument. Will probably win. No, arg- no argument here. <laughs> I, don't think, I, think that's a, I think that's a fact. I, I don't I think may, but I think they were they were struggling both. Uh, and, and we'll talk about this a little later yeah. on with Steve uh, uh, texted out today about the, uh, the, the puck tracker. Yeah, but I don't think the ice was really good at all. No, that was the first thing I noticed right away was the, and the puck was bouncing everywhere or everyone was just having a real hard time with the puck. And typically that's not the case. I mean, it's the first game of the year, but really these guys are professionals and the puck was really like in everyone's skates and just like popping off their sticks. You know, it was like sloppy. Yeah! Sorry, Nick. Oh, we got just... to go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, Nick. Don't ever oh. let that happen again. <laughs> Nobody gets excited about a goal on this podcast. Jeez. <laughs> Young Phil Heedle, man. Come on, baby. 4-3, 13 minutes to go. That was a nice one. All right. So, anyway, puck was everywhere. Ice was like was pretty shitty. I actually mentioned it earlier on the previous podcast that um, the Knicks were playing the night before. So, it didn't look like they'd have a lot of time to, you know, get – like a day, like have like two days. Get the ice sank, off the, sank off the ice. Yeah, well, actually, then are the Knicks really that bad? I've been seeing, they're like they have the number one rated defense in the NBA. I saw on, on they're the not, they're not they're not they're not the worst team. They're I think they're probably middle of the pack at this point, but they're not beating anybody big. Anyway, uh, puck could have been a problem. I mean, they uh, the NHL announced that today they were taking taking some of the pucks, replacing them because they didn't like the way they were handling, I guess, on the ice with the uh, internals they use for, for tracking the pucks. Um, so maybe that had a, 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 a factor. I feel like ice was really probably the most of it, but who knows? And so anyway, that the game, uh, Isles looked okay. A couple goals early. I think, what was it? Go the box score here to remind myself what the goals were. You figure they have this right easily here. 
Yeah, that first power play goal, right? That goes off of uh, Fox and right on to right out front to Brock Nelson. I mean, you n- there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. From the Rangers' perspective, there, there's really nothing. You know, tip your cap to him. It was a luck, good bounce. Yeah, I, I'm not. I mean, I was, the goals. I, I'm not going to go too much into the goals too much because they, they have. You know, uh, I, I think that was the first one was off. Uh, was where Andrews got uh, you know hit in the face, came back around, and scored the goal. I think it was the first goal, and uh, you know that was it was pretty good. Um, but generally, in, in the first in the first period, teams look pretty pretty. You know, I guess not. Like I said, not super sharp. Uh, Isles had had a lead going to the second. Basically, more that the second period and third periods, they, they really didn't change much in that in that regard. Rangers really didn't look good the whole game. Um, I felt more so than the Isles being like looking great um, because there was a lot of little just mistakes everywhere, and you know it didn't seem that that um, sharp for the game. Anyway, so I went back and uh, I wanted to take a look at things that were. Um, interesting to me in terms of the different players how they looked um it's hard to really see much of a couple of guys i was trying to look out for was um third line pajo's line uh, with Kiefer bellows and uh, we had uh, ross johnson playing on the other side uh this week this line was intact for all three games and so it was interesting to see the first game uh bellows had a bit more of an impact he had he led the team in hits with eight in the in the game so to me that was pretty if you're a rookie and you want to you want to Keep that's, on the line. That's how you make that's your mark. That's a great way. Yeah. Great way. I'll, and he, he won a face-off um, kind of strong goal. I didn't really notice too much from him other than the hits, but that's okay. It's, I think he's still in, he's really still getting his uh, his uh, you know feet under him, getting used to playing getting the pros. Used to the speed. He's got to get used to the speed, speed of the game. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, he wasn't very noticeable. Johnson was pretty much invisible, I felt, most of the game, even though the Isles were beating, uh, beating the pants off the Rangers in that game. Faceoffs, uh, Isles dominated the faceoffs pretty much. And that's going to be a uh, common tale against the Rangers. Anybody playing the Rangers this year because they're just not a good faceoff team. They really aren't. Isles are a good team on the faceoffs, and to couple that with a team that's not great, you have a 60-40 win percentage in that game. Power play, Isles had two goals in the in the out of eight. Really not terrible, not great. So I think that's probably what you should be doing. If you have eight power plays, you should get at least two goals. I feel like 25 percent. I mean, that's probably still top too high, I guess. That might be a little high. If you're in the upper low 20s, I think that's where you want to be. I mean, you get eight. I feel like you get eight in a game, you better get two goals. (laughs) I don't don't give a shit out what the numbers look like. I was led led in blocks. They they, they typically do. they go in shots, though. This game was a one-sided affair. Another note, Dobson, Noah Dobson, um, had 20 minutes of of, of, um, ice on the time on ice. And on top of that, he had what was surprising to me, not that he had 20 minutes. I was, I kind of felt like they'd have to push him along and really make sure he's getting the minutes um, early in the season to get his confidence up because they're going to rely on him all season. Um, They don't have an option. They're, they're definitely thin on the back end. He had seven minutes of power play time on the defensive side. That's the second most behind Letty with seven twenty one on eight power plays. I mean, the game was kind of out of not completely out of reach, but I mean, that's that's a lot of time. They gave him a lot of time on the power play, getting trying to really get him to be comfortable, and I think that's a great move right now. And it also helps all all three pairs uh, basically stay even on time. The, the most minutes was was Letty overall twenty one minutes. But Scott Mayfield, uh, no, it's actually Andy Green had 16, almost 17 minutes. So not a big difference, which you, you, you'd expect. Uh, probably Green's probably going to play a little less in some games. But there's not like 
it's not we're not playing two two um you know four four D uh the main you know twenty five minute game twenty five minutes yeah. game then the last pair like ten so it's good because it's a long it's not it's a long season but it's it is you know we're still playing a full season of games no matter how you look at it it's if you fifty six games plus playoffs it's going to be a full eighty two ish if you're going all the way so Varlamov looks looks solid. Varlamov looked good. Un, unbeatable. He looks solid. He's a so the, that's the thing with the the, the, the Isles goalies. It's the, the coaching, the defense, blocking shots. He's in the right position. He's going to make himself big, and they're going to have and the other team's going to have very few opportunities to score. So I felt that was pretty good. Uh, that game went went well, even though they didn't look as great as the as the kind of the, the scoreboard and and you know the, the score sheet looked. Second game of the of the, of the week, uh, a couple of days later, exactly the opposite. Wow. Well, well, look, you, you get a bit that bad break right in with uh, what was that 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 was Clutterbuck. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. But just just complete opposite game. Uh, and I'd love to hear the take um, from you after this. But essentially, you know, early in the you know in, in warmups, Varlov gets hit in the in the up high on a, on a, on a just a, a, a looks like a normal shot, and you know went up high. Trots called out Clutterbuck for you know we can't can't hurt our own goalies. It's like you just can't do that. And I, like I he agree. did it on purpose, dude. Oh, I oh I not a shooting. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> yeah, let's guys, just let's, let's get him. <laughs> let's hit him in the neck. It's sort of it's sort of an unwritten un spoken rule in hockey you don't shoot up high on the goalies in practice oh i, no, I think that's i think that's a spoken rule i don't think that's unspoken <laughs> i think that's well known i see shots well, you do it. off the glass well, all the time in practice. it's unspoken until you get yelled at for doing it <laughs> i used to do I that know, to, I, I used to do that to hutchinson all the time what are you talking about right right yeah yeah and you would wait for his back to turn too you jerk <laughs> Well, in any case, be facing the shooter, all right, Bill. <laughs> yeah. In any case, it was uh, an errant shot. It just it hit him. It looked like an, he was even like he looked. It looked like he just was gonna let it hit him. It hit him in a spot in his turns out his jaw, which I guess he just he thought immediately bad and went down and he was out for the game. They, they uh, activated Corey Schneider and uh, he was backing up um, our. Uh, our newest goalie, Igor Sorokin. I can't say his name. Yeah, he um, was in a bad spot. Ilya, Ilya Sorokin. Well, I'm thinking Ilya, like Ilya Igor Sorokin. Sorokin. Right? I keep, yeah. He was just put in a bad spot. <sighs> he obviously has to like oh, mentally prepare for this. This is tough already, obviously, right? But maybe he had he left it out. He let in an early, early kind of soft goal. He should, he should have stopped. But and you could maybe they give that to him. I think the rest of the game that was on was not so much on him. I think the rest of the game just quickly devolved, and Isles never got around to having a semblance of a, of any control in this game. Rangers had 32 shots on goal. Islanders blocked 20 shots. So that's combined 52 shots. Um, compared to Isles, only had 23 on goal, and Rangers only blocked six. I mean, we just didn't. It was a huge disparity um, in terms of just you know puck possession and just semblance of a of a team. And uh, in the meantime, though, Dobson had a couple uh, mental mental mistakes, led to a couple goals. Um, one was the Panarin one. Uh, he sniped a, a Sork, uh, on a Sorkin. Uh, it was you know that was that was not really his fault. Uh, obviously, the defenseman should have been able to um, try to keep that from that play from happening right but it nevertheless i think it's like i, I think i i mentioned it earlier in more podcasts that uh, you know I, I had a feeling he would struggle early um and wouldn't come on so late and he could start to take on more um more games late in the in the season i still think it's gonna be probably 60 40 split and seeing what they're doing with with no adoption and just shoving him into time and being like we're gonna get through this early 
tough period of tra- the transition of you being a starting player and get to the point where like halfway through the season you you've already gotten over those jitters you've gotten through through all that those issues of confidence and so and basically you know you're ready to go every night and you're pro and um I think they're going to do the same thing with uh, Sorokin and basically try to keep pushing him through it. And um, he's good friends with Varlamov and coaches are, you know, working on with him on small things. So I think he'll be okay. Really would like to see Sorokin when he's prepared to play the game. I don't think you, you didn't, you, we haven't seen him yet. No, I, I, yeah, I, I think Mets, like, I think the whole, it's going to be interesting to see how he comes and rebounds in a game where he knows he's starting. Right. Um, Exactly. You know, I think he's going to have a different, a different approach at that point and we'll see how that goes um for him now the uh rest of the team uh like i mentioned there was a couple misplays from dobson that were like obvious that led to goals but to be honest the the, the game was just uh they, the team didn't, didn't respond they they were making bad penalties it was exactly eight penalty power plays for the rangers four for the isles i think that was an inverse almost we had the game before was eight eight power plays for the Isles and three for the Rangers. So this game, these two games just mirrored each other. I turned the game off after the, at the beginning of the third period, mostly because this wasn't a change. They, they did not come out between, between um after the, for, after the second intermission, you know, after the first intermission, they didn't come out any better. And so then I figured I'd stick around and see if they had any life in them coming into the sec into the second, after the second intermission. And they didn't, it was the same. So I turned it off. It wasn't going to change. And so the question, so if you look at them from there, it's like what how, time, I, I, time on, ugh. Time and ice. Uh, you see, Dobson had he definitely got uh, penal- like penalized a little bit. He was down to 14 minutes on that game. Some other guys had 22, 20 minutes because of that. And interestingly, uh, Barzal got uh, benched for a little bit. Um, not benched, but uh, moved off the top, top uh, as you know, off the top line for a bit. Pajot was um, was in between. Um, three penalties, right? No, that's like Lee two. and he had a bunch of yeah, he had a couple penalties. Um, well, you know, the, wait, now let me just ask before you go further. That game was Saturday yeah. night, right? That game was the 16th. Was that Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday yeah. night, yeah. And then they, yeah. they played Monday at 5, right? Correct. So do you think maybe that was almost like load management? Like they, they gave him a little bit less time in the third just so that he would be fresh for Monday? No. I mean, I know no, it's early so- in the season, but... <laughs> No, it was it was during the second period that started okay. to happen. So they um they yeah, Tross was like, Hey man, you, you had like two penalties already this game, I think, at that point, and they two or three, I think it was two. Lazy penalties. You know, it and they weren't taking much. It was like a hand on a on a guy or just, you know, and when I say hand on a guy, I mean like they're they've been calling it and I've been noticing in these three games, um, just hand off the having a hand on it on a on you know yeah, open just hand, a free hand on the yeah. arm. It, it it doesn't matter if the other if the other guy just even puts his arm out to stop it they're calling it yeah. and you know what that they've this is a typical thing in the NHL they call these early penalties early in the season early in the season and then halfway through it changes and then we start to slowly get to you know how the NHL normally calls things in the you know and late into the season and then into the playoffs and which the is playoffs, yeah you know, a lot more shit gets gets through so yeah so there was definitely some guys that you know that got in uh, more time. Uh, because of that, I didn't think anybody was really a standout in this game. They gave Pajot more time. Um, I think he was the only guy maybe that I was uh, I noticed, honestly. I think uh, that's about it. And then um, going to the game last yesterday, the Bruins game, much different game. The team came back and responded uh, back to an actual Isles game. And I say that because if you've watched Isles in the last 
year or two um with when trots has taken over they've really pushed into a more um <laughs> lula lamalaro lamalaro uh, oh my god i'm gonna screw this up every time <laughs> lou lamarello uh style of hockey and that's uh you know defense wins uh one nothing games are are just as good as a five nothing game which of course is pretty true because you both are wins right so anyway this game was uh, actually i felt pretty entertaining I caught thir- the third period uh, during the game. I actually didn't know what time the game started, so I caught the uh, other first two periods to catch up on it um, this, this, uh, this evening. And uh, so it was interesting to go back through it in reverse order. But regardless, the I felt the game was actually pretty entertaining. Isles looked much sharper. The overall flow of the, of the game was very was a, wasn't too many penalties. Eight penalties in the whole game. Islanders had five power plays, three on the, the Bruins. I felt. Some of the calls were pretty light. <laughs> it was one penalty where Zekas made a turn and just uh, like turned, and I guess his, his his skates just just clipped the guy who was skating with him, and he went into the boards. And they were like, they called penalty on him, and I'm like, this is that's a penalty. Yeah. Now I wasn't listening to the the broadcast. I was just I was just watching it without any um any sound. I can only imagine what Butchie was saying about <laughs> it. But I was like I was like that was that's bad. But you know these again early in the season shit happens. I know I was trying to see, you know, looking for players and who was kind of standing out. Pajot and Bovillier were looking like they were standing out to me pretty well. In terms of time on ice, uh, we had Pajot and Nelson and Bailey leading the time um, for the most part. Um, they all had about 20 minutes-ish. Kiefer, Kiefer Bellows and uh, Ross Johnson, only two guys. Oh, and Matt Martin, all three of those guys had under 10 minutes. They were the only three on the whole team um, that with under 10 minutes. But no surprise that Bellows and Johnson um, weren't playing as much because um, they were kind of shifting players around a little bit, double shifting Pajot, a little bit of Barzi on some, some different lines, Bailey a little bit. They I don't know why they uh, took Martin out on some some of the plays. I'm not sure what happened there. It was uh, maybe Trost didn't like something he was – he was doing or something hard to say um but uh he didn't play a lot and he only played seven minutes compared to his line mates who had 14 and and yeah 14 minutes each from Clarebuck and Zizekas so from there defensively uh the only, the only really big difference here was Andy Green and, and no Dobson had definitely the least amount of minutes of 15, about 15 16 minutes and 18 minutes for uh, Dobson um the rest of the guys all had 20 21 minutes there wasn't like a big disparity but they're definitely, and it's good to see. Like I, I mentioned earlier, I think it's it's really good to see them really balancing the load of all of the defensemen. Pellick and Pollock looked great though uh, in this game. Um, Dobson made some some good plays, um, but he, you know, you can see the potential. Like he's, I could see it by the third game to this, like from last uh, from last last year's game. Definitely could see the potentials there for him to really have an impact as the season goes on. But he's definitely going to have those mental errors and try to do things that you know uh, maybe he he isn't quite as confident in his abilities and may not work out for him in some areas. But honestly, I was, I've been very pleasantly surprised by him. Despite the this, I'm just gonna say that the second game of the season, I'm just gonna burn with fire. Just forget yeah. it happened. <laughs> so anyway, the other game, they looked good. Um, Pajot looked, I thought, uh, like the best Islander on the on the ice outside of Pellick and Pollock. Those those three, I think, are probably were the best on the ice all all game. Obviously, Varlamov was great. He stopped all 24 shots, so can't can't not mention him. But uh, Pajo is really interesting. I think he's becoming a really valuable player for us. I was I was excited to see him in a full season, and also for us. And also, I just was excited to see how he would how they would use him because 
he's like you're paying a guy you know pretty good money for a third line center but we use him in a lot of different ways and i think he's going to be that guy that kind of moves around a little bit when he's and help other players out um until they kind of figure out the lines i think a little more i really i really want to see more of him and bevillier playing together because not only the french connection but just the uh fact that they just they play i think kind of not as similarly but i think they play they look like they're going to have a really good connection they just seem to have a similar play style and uh i like both of them a lot um, they both can play defensively, play pretty well defensively, skate well, good vision. And I think Pajot is going to rub off on, on Pavilion a little bit more and really keep him moving forward in his progress of being a really good player in the NHL. I didn't really see much of, of Bellows much. He, he had a couple, you know, uh, rushes, but he had, um, you know, block shot or he, he had, a, I thought he had a shot in that, but it looks like they didn't credit him with one. So maybe he got blocked, but um, he can, he can skate and hit, and but it looks like they're going to probably do is this week is probably change up that third line a little bit. I like what they did was, was give him, him and um, Johnson a, a, enough time to play together um, to give them a good look while uh, Wallstrom gets a little more time, you know, in practice and then um sounds like Doc Hall is going to be coming off of uh, IR. He had some undisclosed injury. So when those two come um, come around, it looks like they might get the next nod, um, potentially. We'll see how that goes this week. But uh, overall, you know, two two games, two wins, two two wins and a loss. And one of those wins against Boston, who um, looked really good. Um, they looked real sharp. And um, they were, I felt as ever, as I felt they were going to be, I thought they were going to be a solid team this year. And I thought they were going to be the team to beat in the East. And honestly, they, they looked it, they looked really solid. You know, they, they have like this guy Wagner, who was a real pest, had a bunch of hits and was all over the place. And I was like, Charlie McAvoy just... too. I didn't realize Charlie McAvoy was that much of a pest. Dude, McAvoy is good. Yeah, uh, he he made some nice plays, and I was impressed by him. I'm, I'm I don't have to be impressed by Marshawn and and you know Pasta and um, uh, the captain uh, Bergeron. Bergeron, thank you. Um, they all look great. The usual guys, they, but they just they just they rolled the lines real well. Yeah, they had a lot of really good opportunities. I was just really good managing the risk and kept them from getting a lot of shots on that. They blocked 17 shots and faced 27 shots on goal. I mean, Varlamov played really, really well. And, um, you know, that's now two shots in a row for him. A lot to be happy about. And then, you know, it's like two steps forward, one step back, I feel like. So we'll see how the rest of the week, uh, this week comes up. We're going to have two games against the Devils. And then we're going to have the uh, Capitals on next Tuesday. So that'll be fun. I'll be very distracted on next Tuesday uh, <laughs> as we're watching the game. And, uh, yeah, so I think uh, overall, you know, Pajot's looking good. Varlamov's looking good. Top pairing defensemen, Pelik and Pollock making a lot of good plays, looking really solid. So excited to watch those guys keep going. Brock Nelson looked great. Um, Barzal didn't miss a step. Um, that guy's uh, – he could – I honestly was – Surprise! I thought he would he would actually have a, you know, maybe like a slower start, but a little bit of rust coming in late. Yeah, nobody had that yeah. much of a camp though. No, and nobody did. So I guess it didn't matter much. But you know, he he looked real fresh, and you know, he had a couple of takeaways that were one led to a, a one on O against uh, what was it the Rangers? I think that was the second game that he stripped the puck from. Um, I yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't Johnson? And then he, it was, uh, he turned that one guy inside out on his goal. That's for sure. He's still yeah. in the press box. Oh, the bar down. That was What's D'Angelo, right? Yeah, D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh he looked he looked good. He didn't score in that one, I was the same, but uh, you know, he a lot of, a lot of, he's making a lot of things happen. He's you know, he wasn't having too many giveaways, which was 
been his big mo. Um, and so that was good. If those, he keeps those down, you know, that's that's key um, for him to progress to the next step. So yeah, but that's my uh, yeah. Conversely, though, my thoughts on game one. Look, from the Ranger perspective, I agree with with Nick. Yeah, that ice looked pretty awful, and I don't understand why all of training camp, even the last scrimmage that you had. Make it on the make it be at the garden. Uh, find a way to have it at the garden so you skate the ice before you actually play a game, so you get kind of used to the new ice. They need me to have a morning skate there, um, so I question that. And maybe they're just not having morning skates for COVID issues, maybe. But I, I see the Rangers not having a lot of morning skates, and they didn't have one this morning, and they didn't practice yesterday. So I figured they would have had at least a morning skate today to get back on the ice before tonight's game. That didn't happen. Game one, uh, absolute throwaway from the Rangers' perspective. I mean, Jack Johnson tried single-handedly to lose that game. To He had more scoring chances to Islander players than he did defensively for the Rangers all game long. Kreider looked good on the pe- on the penalty kill. They're trying him, Buchnevich, and really anybody that they possibly can on, on the penalty kill to, to generate some offense. Shesterkin looked shaky. Look, that first one, I give it to the Islanders. It was a it was it was a bad bounce off of Fox right to uh, Brock Nelson or was it Nelson or Lee in in this in in the slot for the, for the power play goal. First one was Lee, I thought. It was it was it Lee. It was, All right. Yeah. And then the other two, I I think Shesterkin should have had. There were there were two pucks that he he saw fully. You know, Miller comes comes across to take away the the pass and he leaves Shesterkin the shot. Shot gets by Shesterkin. So I, I thought he looked a little shaky. He settled down about midway through the game, but it was over by that point. Kids looked okay. Didn't have any problems with Miller or with Lafreniere. Um, Miller had a shaky first period, but hey, it's his first, it's his first NHL game. I'm sure the nerves got him a little bit. Ranger size is going to be an issue all year long. They, they looked really, really small against the Islanders. Even in game two, they looked really small. Look, they looked to get beaten up a little bit lee nelson all night in right in front of the, right in the uh right in front of the crease the rangers defense had a really really hard time with both of those guys but you have to remember it's only game one i'm sure some preseason games would have helped they didn't have preseason games no can you believe that huh. shit How did they not have preseason games Shock. game two as nick mentioned completely different game for the rangers in between games of practice the the uh the guys who were the a's stepped it up and um, having D'Angelo out of the game and putting in some size with Brendan Smith, I think was the, was the right thing to do. Kevin Rooney got hurt in, in game one. You you insert Phil DiGiuseppe into the lineup. It gave the, the Rangers a little bit more size, a little bit more physicality. And they mixed up the lines a little bit. They put Lafreniere on with... Um, with Strom and Panarin, which I thought was a, a pretty good move, but you know, you got to let the kid start developing and, and make some plays, but he looked a little lost tonight. He didn't have a really stellar game, but he didn't also look out of place, but he looked a little lost at times playing on that line. You put Kako back on the line with uh Hedl and Phil DiGiuseppe and it benefited with a goal. No Tony D'Angelo, which was a, um, a response to his undisciplined penalty at the toward the end of the game, not to mention Barzell completely undressing him, just like Aho did in the uh, in the last game of the of the bubble. And you know, George has always been a thorn in the Islanders' side. I think it was the right move for Shesterkin to start Game One, but Georgiev has five total shutouts to come against the Islanders, and he's always had really good numbers. And even last year, you guys you guys had a hard time with him, Nick. Even though Kako scored a goal, he still looks like a baby giraffe. Just trying to learn how to walk a little bit, you know? Um, and that's, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing yet, but he is only 19 years old. Um, so hopefully that develops into uh, 
something more. Jack Johnson wasn't as noticeable in game two as he was in game one. All that time in the weight room. All that time in the weight room was really paying off. Yeah, all all of it for not. And um, they got to hit the net on the power play. One for eight on the power play. But all I saw on the power play was Kovalev hitting the glass. That's all I saw on the power play that night. Uh, They just got to learn to hit the net. So, you know, so agreed. It was the it was the best you know it was it was a mirror image of each other, Buchnevich man he's having he had a great camp and he had a great he had a great game that uh, that second goal from that angle uh, it's a tough shot tough shot for any goalie to stop and it was even tougher to shoot I I think um, who's that former goaltender who does uh, analysis on on MSG I am I can't think of his name for some reason right now Val Steve Valiquette he has um, an analytics company that he does and he said that shot has like a 1.7% chance of going in or something. And, um, but shot not taken is a goal, not scored. Right. Um, well, that's why you try to shoot like 50 times each game. Cause you know, odds are always pretty I mean, low. I feel like, yeah. But they didn't, they didn't shoot 50 times in game one. I can tell you that for right now. I feel um, like the um, one, it's like a 1.7% chance for us to shoot that. But for like a professional, I feel like it's a much higher percentage for any of those guys. Well, I know he had some numbers from last year of every shot taken from that exact spot on the ice. It was some ridiculous stat. It shows you what um, analytics does for you. Game three tonight. I thought they got off to a slow start again. That uh, that Pat Sajak goal was, uh, I mean, look, he's driving hard to the net. You got to pick him up. Rangers didn't, and they paid the price. Jack Hughes, I mean, phew. Looks like a number one overall pick starting to look like it. Well, against the Rangers anyway. And, you know, Miles Wood, Ranger killer, comes through with a kicking goal. Should have been reviewed. Not sure it would have been taken away, um, but it looked like a kicking motion to me. going to insert the crybaby uh, voiceover <laughs> on that one. What, what, and, and you're going to cry about whether Palmieri was offsides or not? He was offsides. He lost a puck. He skated into the zone, regained the puck. That's offsides. Oh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't want to distract you. Keep going. No, no, no. It, it, it's okay. Um, I didn't, get to, I didn't get to see this alleged uh, goal. That uh, what was the issue? The so, goal? so it was like a a cross ice pass. Oh, because because it was a kick, right? To Miles Wood, yeah, and he was kind of like going down to his his left knee, so his right foot went to the heel. Yeah, because he like and he, he definitely the, he, he definitely the shot. shot the leg out. He shanked the shot, so he tried to 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 kick it in with his foot, which he did. That's what happened. Yeah. Now the Penguins had a kicked in goal the other day too, and and it and it counted. I don't know what they're even calling a kicking motion anymore. I, I don't even know how they define it because I see kicks and they're not going to them. No, they didn't even they, they, they didn't, didn't review it in the no. NHL, nor did they challenge it. They review every goal, but play started so quickly. I da- I don't know how they reviewed it. I mean, yeah, was I, I was surprised at how quickly the puck play was started very quickly after that goal. It, but do well, they? I don't was, think they have that rule though, like the NFL does. Like if the play starts, because don't no, that, won't they? No, 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 no. That, they, no, no, that's exactly right. No, once that puck is dropped, okay, that last play yeah. is over. Exactly. Uh, Rangers power play looked really good tonight. Um, wow. Really good. Well, I mean, look, say what you want against the devil's PK. They were, they were, they were being aggressive, but the Rangers looked a lot better and they were hitting the net. Georgie got pulled for the third period. Igor net was pretty steady for, for what was uh, the three shots that he faced. I'm sure. And, but you got to tip your cap to Mackenzie Blackwood. He had a stellar third period. Rangers threw the kitchen sink out of them. Uh, they couldn't get the puck past him uh, toward the end of the game. Mika lost an edge, slipped into the boards, got up real awkwardly holding his shoulder. So you got to keep your eye on that. Looked to be in a lot of pain. Wasn't out there for that 
that last you know 25 seconds of the game uh hopefully he's okay i'm sure he will not be at practice tomorrow and now the rangers hit the road rangers hit the road for a four game set two in pittsburgh two in buffalo and then they come home so we'll we'll see what they are on the road but you take some you take some good things away from from this one the power play starting to click uh panarin looks looks to be getting into mid-season form i don't know what uh what they're going to do with uh, D'Angelo when he comes back is he probably will be in the lineup come Pittsburgh. And um, I don't know who they're going to take out, but and you can certainly well, see Igor net for sure. He might always get arrested at some sort of protest tomorrow on inauguration day. Uh, or, well, that, that is very true. Or they can trade him for uh, Pierre-Luc Dupois. That would be great. Oh, yeah, just one for one. I'm one sure you one. think that's a fair yeah, trade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Adam Larson and, and Taylor Hall. What, what yeah. are you talking about? No, yeah. They're uh, basically it it the makes absolute players. perfect sense. Makes perfect Good sense. But, Good uh, call. <laughs> But a lot of good things to take away, for, at least from the, for, especially from the last two games. The first one, eh, big time stinker. So I guess we'll go to you, Steve, too, so you can gloat about your Devils. On the season, and I'm not going to go game by game, if the Devils don't have Mackenzie Blackwood, they're 0-3. There's no two ways about it. He single-handedly kept them in the in the first game, in the first period. That, that first period easily could have been 5-0 without him. They got out of it one nothing, or well down down one nothing. He's looked very solid. He's not giving up rebounds. He's staying very large. I mean, he's a huge he's a huge guy to begin with, but he's staying really big in net and not giving much room to shoot at. Like Billy Large or no no uh, taller, not not wider. Oh okay, yeah yeah, because there's so many fat guys running around the NHL. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Phil Kessel, but there's not like just so many of them. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. I agree with your assessment on Hughes. He definitely looks like a first round pick now, especially the last two games. Not just a first round pick, dude. Number one, first overall pick. Yeah, yeah. That, um, that pass he made was was a beaut. Yeah, yeah. and you're assist. seeing him. He's not getting knocked off the puck as easily as he did last year. He's taking hits. He's staying on his feet. So I'm very, very impressed with the way he's been playing. On the other side of things, Gusev has been absent. I haven't noticed him at all. Ty Smith, been playing outstanding. He has this knack for getting pucks on net through traffic that is going to be huge for them this year because that's, I feel like the only way they're going to score is uh, on those goal mouth rebounds. Very happy to see him getting the puck on net the way he has. Most surprising player is Igor, is Igor Sharon Govich. Isn't he the, uh, uh, sound like next the 76ers? That is, no, that is Shakir Mukamadoulin. Yeah. That's a totally different guy. He's still in different Russia. guy, same country. So Sharon Govich has been flying around the ice, taking pucks away, scored beautiful, his first goal overtime game winner against the Bruins. So very, very happy to see him. And I'm, overall, I'm really happy with the way the team played the first three games, especially without he and Brad. Who's, who's the backup for Wedgwood? Kyle Wedgwood? Scott. Oh, Scott Wedgwood. Kyle Scott. What's the difference? But they just got Aaron Dell off of waivers. Oh my God. After all claiming friggin, uh, Comrie off of waivers the week before that. All those memes on Twitter. You're getting Adele. Yeah. Oh my God. I wanted to, I, I really wanted to unfollow everybody. I'll make <laughs> sure to post one real quick, but uh, I just got to see the replay. That was a kick. Yep. Not according to the NHL. I mean, it don't matter. You know, our, our opinions aren't relevant. That's coming from a non-biased guy, by the way. I put it on Twitter. I thought there was definitely a possibility that it was a kick that it should have been reviewed. For what it's yeah. worth, I think you should be allowed to kick it in anyway. I don't give, really give a shit, but. <laughs> I agree, Billy. 
cares? So I was set, I was setting up my uh, a room in my house where I do a lot of trainings for my actual job, and I was listening to NHL radio on Sirius, and then the Devils Bruins game came on, and I got the luxury of hearing Matt Lachlan, the greatest and, announcer in the history of hockey, Chico Resch, call a radio Devils game. And my God, between him and Steve Cangelosi, how do you listen to the Devils announcers? I mean, do you do you mute or do you just listen to to Danica? I I like Kanji. I like Steve Cangelosi. He's got a lot of energy, dude. He's got He's a lot a of a lot of energy. Boy, yes, spunky. He is a spunky little boy. Wow, Matty Lachlan. Uh, uh, there's probably a reason why he went from TV to radio. He's got a face for radio, and he also and, and Chico has always been a homer. You gotta love Chico. Like every beyond, team's got a, every team's got a Chico. I don't want to hear it, dude. Every beyond, team has a Chico. Beyond on the radio, beyond Homer. Beyond. Every team has a Chico. Yes, they do. I don't know. I mean, you you you, you did point it out with Espo down in in Tampa. Uh, boys, and Butch Goring on the island. Butchie, he, he, I mean, he, it's just great listening to Butchie because I mean, he's he's gonna be a homer, but like he can't, you know, the shit he says is just so funny. Yeah, you know? he's like that. Uh, he's like that. He's guy like the crazy he, uncle. That's and that's what like, Chico is like. Yeah. He's like your crazy uncle. He's like I mean, a better Rose version of Stan. Know what game he's calling? Stan Fisher and and Joe Micheletti. Nothing gave him more joy than to call the Islander a Bruin game. Nothing gave him more joy. He is such an Islander. He was an Islander guy for for so long, and nothing gave him more joy than to call that Islander Bruin game. Oh, he loves the Islanders, man. Loves the Islanders. Loves the Islanders. Boy, Sam is just in space. I I I don't know. He t- tonight he called Strom Chris like three or four times. Laf- he called Lafreniere's name wrong. I mean, he's I, I love him, but he's just he's out there, man. He is out there. And I just wanted to touch on the, the game day skate thing. Apparently, Lindsay Lindy Ruff, not a fan of the game day skate. Yeah, so I wonder if not either. Yeah, so maybe we're gonna. I'm telling you, maybe those things are going away. I don't, Billy, do they do a lot of like penguins, uh, big game day skate fans? Um. I have no oh. idea. It's called Twitter. Maybe just, yeah. maybe, maybe, just, just maybe follow it. Maybe throw it on the phone. It's a little bit too much. I don't know. Throw it on the phone. <laughs> just follow one person, one Rob, writer. That's Rob all you need. Rossi. Uh, Rob Ross is the uh, athletic guy for the Penguins. All you gotta do is follow him on the Twitter. Follow, Check there you out. go. Follow Bob Ross on Twitter. Right. While you're on the shitter, just take a peek on Twitter. Did that rhyme? Huh? I wanted that to rhyme so bad. It, you're gonna have to write While you're on the, the shitter, check out your shitter. Twitter. Right, exactly. While you're on the shitter, check out your Twitter. So how about them penguins? Uh, how about my boy number 87? What did he do today? Oh, is it my turn? Oh, it's interesting that you brought him up. Great segue, Steve. <laughs> because guess who scored the game winner in overtime today? Malkin? Uh, no. Tang? Tanev? No, that you, the segue. Tanev? Oh, Gensel. Gensel? No. Was it Gensel? Why would I say you just gave me a great segue if you talked about 87 and somebody else? It had to be Rust then, right? Rust. It's Kessel, right? No, that's 17. (laughs) Lemieux? Is that Lemieux? Did he score? (laughs) No, Sidney Crosby. It was, I I tell you, it was an impressive, you know, Uh, 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 find yourself in open space, cut across the net, rebound, wide open. It was really, uh, yeah, it was was really uh, Gensel's setup there. Bring the puck in his own in overtime today, uh, uh, making a nice little move on the boards and, and holding on to it and passing it back to I might have been Latang with them. I, I'm not sure who the defenseman was. I feel like it was a right-handed shot. 
but I forget. Sorry. We got the shot on that and Crosby was, uh, you know, Johnny on the spot, cutting across uh, right when the rebound came and, and stuffing it in around, uh, around, uh, Vor- what the hell is that? What the hell is the uh, Capitals goalie's name? It starts with a V. Yeah, whatever it is. I want to say Voracek, but I know that's somebody on the phone. No, Veschurkin? No. No, it's not Veschurkin. <laughs> Veschurkin. No, but that guy. <laughs> I, it was supposed to be Lundqvist for them. I, I don't know who the Islanders goalies are anymore. Um, but yeah, so uh, you mean the Capitals goalies, not the Islanders goalies. So uh, the Penguins. Uh, so just far, don't, just ignore me. Don't answer. <laughs> what? Vanasek. Just was keep going. Vanasek. Yeah, I think that's the guy. Yeah, because I just looked it up. No, no but that's not their. No, no, he's not their starting goalie. Was he? No, goalie but he's who tonight? played tonight. He oh. played tonight. You mean the starting goalie doesn't play all fifty-six games? <laughs> no, Sam Sonoff is the other guy. Mackenzie Blackwood will. I have a couple of Sam Sonoffs. Good TVs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I might have just got the show opener. <laughs> Wami, Slammy, Samson, Samsonoff, Samsonite, Samsonite? Samsonite. That was way off. That was way off. <laughs> uh, well, so anyway, but the uh, the Penguins on the young season, now, uh, now they're two and two after uh, sweeping, sort of sweeping the Capital Series. I mean, I don't know. Is it even a sweep anymore when you when you have to go to overtime or a shootout in both games and the other team gets a point? Sure it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a win's a win, I guess. But uh, but yeah, so they're they're two and two so far. So I guess you gotta you take the good and you take the bad and you take them both. And, there you have. Well, <laughs> was that a um, fact so, of life reference? All right. What? I don't was know that what a fact of life reference? What's that? Okay, Billy just got muted for a minute because <laughs> that was facts of life reference. I mean, come on. What are we what are we what are we subjecting ourselves to? Maybe maybe we, we shouldn't, maybe he shouldn't what drink. What are we subjecting other people to? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's the point I was trying to make. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to apologize for the facts of life reference from Bill. I was just trying Fugier. to figure out if I was supposed to unmute myself. Oh, anyway. Yeah, so I've I've had I had quite a bit of bourbon earlier. So <laughs> okay, so the penguins and uh and this young season. So uh I don't know. On uh, at the opener against Philadelphia, the, the first game of the actual NHL season uh, on in that you know nice uh, five o'clock time slot last last week. Um, Who'd they play? Did anybody Who'd happen they play? to see? Huh? Who'd they play? The Flyers. Fuck the Fuck Flyers. The Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Anybody happen to see uh, any defensemen during that game that might have had a little bit of trouble? Just curious if anybody caught that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was the debut of Mike Matheson for the Penguins and. Uh, I really can't say that I've not only have I never seen anybody have such a, an auspicious debut for the team ever in my life. I simply don't think I've seen a worse game played by a defenseman uh, in, in all the years I've been watching hockey. Did you I watch mean, Jack Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. He was Jack Johnson was in Pittsburgh last season. I know. He had I mean, a, I mean, game one of this season. Did you watch Jack Johnson play against the Islanders? You got to yeah, Don't even try to compare notes with me because I, I can't even Matheson was uh, the first goal against the Penguins in the season was on the power play. Uh, Matheson, um, the, the guy that, that Matheson was on, um, was in front of the net and uh, and deflected the puck past um, Jari for the first goal. Now, first of all, Matheson was standing right there with him, and, and he didn't even have to deflect the puck. The puck was going to go into the wide side of the net because Matheson was screening his, his own goaltender as the shot was coming in. The guy happened to deflect it, which w- was another thing. You're standing right there with him. You can't get anything on him. You can't tie up his stick at all and and besides that why weren't you moving him the hell out of the way of your goaltender i mean it was an awful play um and which led to the the flyers first goal uh the flyers second goal was scored when matheson went to the penalty box for uh, a really uh, hasty retaliation penalty so he, he saw malkin get 
knocked along the bench uh, by by somebody on the flyers and and goes in there, hits him from behind and drills him into the into the board's head first. Okay, I appreciate that you're looking out for your teammate, but it, it was early in a in a tie game. Uh, it wasn't that big of a deal. What what Malkin, you know, Malkin got bumped a little bit. Maybe it was a little rougher than normal. It, it was not really the time to to send a, that kind of a statement. I think you could argue maybe there are some times during the game that, that maybe you do want to send that message, but the, the game hadn't gotten out of hand and, uh, at that point by any stretch of the imagination. So it was an awful penalty to take. He ends up going to the box. They they score again, and then they scored three more times with Matheson on the ice, uh, and, and he was so slow and so lost out there. And you know, I, I wanted to give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt because he's uh, obviously a veteran player who's coming over to a new roster, had a, a short training camp, um, and I don't think you could discount the fact that he has you know had that abbreviated training camp. And God knows why they're not playing preseason games. I mean, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yeah, you know, I, I, I get that maybe he's a step behind or, or, or a little bit, you know, um, not quite with it. But, you, you know, he, he just didn't look like he had any NHL experience. He didn't look like he was fit to be out there. He was he, he looked out of shape and he looked lost. And uh, and what I don't I couldn't say for sure that, you know, the Penguins are they would have won the game if if he wasn't playing that day. But it would not have been a six three game. It would not have been, you know, the one sided kind of blowout, which I mean, they were even tied in the third period anyway. So so it really got away from him late. But. You know, the, 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 the press noticed you know, the, the game that he had. Cody Cece, their other uh, new defenseman, uh, free agent signing, also did not play a good game. He was slow as well, but um, he started out on, on a defensive pairing with Matheson. The two of them together were just unbelievably bad. And then uh, they split him up pretty quickly after the first period. And uh, and Cece, you know, didn't look good, but didn't look terrible the rest of the way. But but Matheson, I mean, all the, all the eyes were on him and he had a brutal game. So, when they got to game two and, and he continued, maybe wasn't quite as hard as game one, but he was not having a good game two either. Uh, then he got hurt at some point, you know, some sort of upper body injury during the game, maybe in the second period and uh, and disappeared. And, and now he's out longer term. And I don't think anybody's misses him or, or is worried about when the hell he's going to get back after after the start he had. I, I've, I've seriously just uh, never seen never seen a start like that. Um, just just brutal, just a brutal way to start with a new team and for all the excuses I want to give him about the, about the training camp. And uh, he just didn't look prepared, frankly. And, and, uh, and, and that was a, that was a big shock, you know, to see somebody, an NHL player out there, just, you know, just having his head spin like that. So, so that was bad news. Um, but in game two, uh, you know, the Penguins lost again to the Flyers um, and, and uh, Jari, Jari also did not play well. Uh, so their, their goaltender who's replacing uh, now um, Matt Murray really didn't have a sharp, first couple of games. Um, now, certainly he was kind of forsaken by Matheson and, and some of the other guys on the defense, but uh, you know, it, it's kind of like watching Sam Darnold play quarterback. You know, he doesn't have the weapons around him, but he's, he just sucks anyway. So, uh, so Jari, you know, not having a, a good start to the season there either. So when we got to the capital series games, three and four, both of those games uh, went to Casey DeSmith who actually replaced Jari, I think in that second Philadelphia game too. So um, they're giving him a, a little bit of a longer look and I'm not going to tell you that DeSmith has been like the world on fire. Um, he's given up a couple of weak ones as well. He gave up a weak one tonight uh, on a high shot that, you know, he went down too fast on uh, kind of hit the, the top of his shoulder, bounced up over his shoulder and went into the net. So, uh, but, but he's, he's been, a little bit of an improvement on Jari. And as Matheson uh, has been out of the lineup and, and Cody Cece, they kept out of the lineup as well after game one to try to get better pairings going. Um, and they brought in uh, Ricola and uh, Ruedel from uh, from the seven and eight spot on the on the defensive depth chart. 
and and you know it hasn't been good defensive games against the Capitals. They're still not really taking care of their front of their net very well, but there's certainly been a, a marked improvement and uh, they've been able to get the puck out of their own end a little bit better and, and start playing with the puck on the other end of the ice. And, and that's where even in, even in the first couple of losses against Philadelphia, once the Penguins have gotten down into their offensive zone and started doing their thing and, and cycling, they've, they've looked pretty good. Their forward sets looked pretty good. The offense looks fairly well in sync with the exception of the power play, but they, uh, they, they did start, you know, Doing, doing a better job in, in games three and four against the Capitals, and, and they couldn't beat the Capitals in, in regulation in the other game, but they, they held they held with them, and uh, and today they were down four to two at one point, and they and they uh, and they did manage to tie. and And actually, in today's game uh, tonight, they in game four here, they they spent really I'm going to say 16 to 17 minutes of that third period. They were in the Capitals zone. They never broke through with a goal uh, in regulation, but they were really, really putting the pressure on. They, they actually started looking pretty good. And so they were, uh, you know, I, I, hopefully that gives them a little boost uh, going into to playing a couple of games with the Rangers. Just going to check what other notes. I made. Smith had a hell of a pass to, to Gensel for uh, that third goal tonight. Yeah, I was going to. So, so in tonight's game, it was interesting because uh, the Penguins power play had, had been struggling. They had they actually had one one power play goal in Philadelphia, which was a, a wild uh, a knockdown when Carter Hart was trying to clear the puck and Crosby just flew across. And I guess an experience on Hart's part, you, just because you assume no nobody in the world could could knock down that 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 clearing attempt and and stuff it into the net, uh, Crosby did it. You know that's that's not much of a power play setup there, uh, that, that, but but it was a power play goal counted. But today they they had some uh, the power play started to look pretty good today against the Capitals. So they did have a five on three uh, goal that they scored. They scored another power play goal a little bit later on. Uh, uh, Gino took a took a nice one time uh, and and blasted into the top corner. So uh, so that they're starting. It looks like they're starting to click on the power play, and that's going to be important for them to stay competitive. But yeah, the, the one that Tom is referring to here um, was actually a five on three advantage for the Capitals, uh, where they they uh, dumped the puck in and, and let DeSmith play it. And then DeSmith uh, let out an alley-oop pass over the uh, Capitals' defense and found uh, Teddy Bluger on the other side, and Bluger brought it in on the breakaway and and, uh, and finished it. So that was, yeah, I agree. That was a really nice pass by DeSmith on that, uh, on that shorthanded goal. So what else do we got? Uh, so, I mean, as far as the players go, you know, on, on, the, on the top line, I think they're playing really well. When Kapanen returned tonight, and and granted, I, I guess he's had limited time practicing with the team, but Kapanen was inserted on the fourth line tonight. It was his first game with the Penguins. They kept uh, Evan Rodriguez on the first line with Crosby and Gensel, and, and that line's starting to click, and I'm wondering if they're going to make any change there. Penguins have been on NBC Sports and 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 NBC the past couple past couple of days, so I've had a chance to watch the Penguins. And every time I see that Rodriguez kid, I think of Benny the Jet Rodriguez. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, that's who. It's because they have the brain. same last name. The Jets still home. Is that the only reason? Well, he Probably. was also in Mighty Ducks three, right, or something like that. Yeah, he was the one that couldn't stop. Oh, uh, he's no, that was the second one, the Olympics one, right, Team USA. Yeah, right. He, he was also- the one that couldn't stop. <laughs> He also reminds me a lot of our old teammate Tiago. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know. You know. Um, you know. If oddly enough, Jacob Truba reminds me of Mick Berry a lot. I don't know why. Um, Bill, do you think? Do you think there's reinforcements in the Penguin system defensively, or do you think they're going to have to go outside to find sufficient? They've got a. Uh, Joseph, uh, who they're who they're pretty high on. I mean, uh, as far as I know, the, the one guy on their taxi squad is the one guy that I would have to expect. You know, if there's maybe another injury or something that they'll that they'll pull into it. Um, and and uh, I think they're interested to see what he's going to do 
outside of that, I don't know of any real up and comers that they're that they're too high on. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, they, the one thing is out of the, that Wilkes-Barre and sometimes out of this Granton team, they, they, they do tend to, to, to be NHL ready when they step in. Uh, so, so that's a kind of a tribute to, to the way they've been running that organization over the last few years. I didn't but, um, step on the joke this time. <laughs> Good job. So, so Rodriguez, you know, uh, still on the right side with, with Crosby. And, and, you know, I was going to say what, who Rodriguez actually reminds me of uh, a little bit is another. You're going to say Benny, the jet player. Rodriguez too. No. Oh, but he reminds me of another number nine uh, that used to play with Crosby, Pascal. Gordy Howe? Pax Dupuy? Yeah. I was going to say Rico Fada. Mm, I, don't even, I don't think I remember who that is. I'm vaguely nervous. Think back to your Ranger days. So I wonder if if you can just leave Kapanen on the second line and leave Rodriguez up there. Yeah, and they did a little Like bit we've said in weeks today. past, there's always that player that, that Crosby makes significantly better. Yeah, and, and I think and I think what Rodriguez brings to the table, and I don't I don't know Kapanen well enough to to know if he could too yet, but, but Rodriguez is that right-handed shot on the line, and he also uh, is real good, like Dupuy was, at like uh, you know gaining control of the puck when you dump it in the zone. He's that speedy guy that can get in there and work on the boards and and uh, and establish possession. And, and I think that uh, you know that adds a lot if if you can handle the rest of the workload as the forward or at some level of competence. Being that guy is is uh, is a big part of, of a top line. Yeah, Haglund, um, so Haglund was that guy too for you guys too, right? Haglund did that a little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he did a ton for the Rangers in that, in that type, yeah. Gensel on the top line, you know, I, I thought Gensel had a real quiet start, um, which worried me a little bit because he had the big injury last season that that ended his regular season and, and was supposed to end his whole season. He wouldn't have been back for the playoffs. If there wasn't the uh, the delay and the playoffs starting uh, several months later, when Gensel did come back in the playoffs last season, he, he was pretty invisible against Montreal. So after an, invis- an invisible few games to start the season, I, I was a bit worried about him too. Uh, but he did uh, the other night against Washington score the the game winning uh, shootout goal, which I was hoping would give him a little bit of confidence. And and he looks like he he looked a lot better today, and and he made some some good plays and and. Uh, that line had a lot of good sustained pressure today. As far as other guys, the the other standout would be um, what until tonight was previously the third line with uh, Jankowski, Tanev, and McCann. Extremely strong start to the season. They uh, they were scoring. They they scored goals in both of the Philadelphia games uh, at even strength. Um, they don't get a lot of uh, power play time, but they were they were really they were really the one line that really had it going in those first couple of losses and uh, and. This is our first time seeing Jankowski, who came over from Calgary, and uh, and and I know that he was a little bit in their doghouse, but I, I like what I see so far from him. He, he's had some offensive ability. It's a pretty solid line, especially that Tanev man. That Tanev kid is a good pain in the ass. He's going to be a pain in the ass to play against for for any team. And then the, the you know the, the last thing I'll I'll say is you know um, the the defense is struggling. I I for one am am ready already to to see their assistant coach, Todd Reardon, hit the road because he's the guy in charge of their defense. I, I would love to see Sergey Gonchar back behind the bench again with them. I miss him already. I don't know why they got rid of him. But, I wish uh, Sergey Gonchar was still on your blue lines. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, oh, and speaking of, speaking of veteran blue liners, okay, so I'm watching a little bit of the uh, the, the Penguins and Caps today, and, and the announcers were talking about Chara and some of the young defensemen on the Capitals and the young defensemen listening to Chara as like this sage veteran that they want to like learn from. And I, I'm, I'm just thinking, and I'm wondering what you guys think you could learn from Zidane Chara. Cause I'm thinking like, what advice is he giving a young defenseman is like be seven feet tall and shoot the puck 120 miles an hour. Like if they can fucking do that short. 
What advice are you getting from Zidane Chara? Seriously. I mean, how how well does he speak English? First of all, I don't know how well he speaks English, so I don't know if in I'd the country for twenty years at it's least. Just, I mean, so yeah, but he lived in Boston. I mean, come on, he's not going right. to learn much good English from. So he speaks unintelligible. Yeah, unintelligible English, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So he's going. Can you imagine if Zidane Chara had a Boston accent? Wait, he doesn't have a Boston accent. <laughs> So, look, you brought the thing with the puck earlier. I didn't even know that they had anything in the puck. What was that for? Um, was that trying to gather analytics and how fast the puck travels? Fast the puck, and, I think, you know, where the puck goes, high traffic areas. Are they bringing back the fox thing with the, with the tail on the puck? Are they bringing that back? No. I don't know the tail. They could bring back that. Uh, they, they've talked about it, using it, you know, that just like the highlighting it in some sometimes but it's almost yeah, like the it's miserably in the mid 90s well it was like a, a like a like a yeah, a comet it was like you know like swing around gonna now it's gonna be this dot that's going around your screen it's gonna look like I it's gonna be would... like playing pong <laughs> right exactly it, it could it's use just it. fucking hokey man it's for the it's for the non-people who can't follow the puck 100%. Billy, Billy loves when they do things to get the casual fan. It's a it's a translator, uh, so so we know what the, the game from the puck's point of view, and it's just going, ouch, ouch. <laughs> well, look, now if, if there was a camera in the puck, that would be pretty cool. I, I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah, I don't know how you would do that. I uh, No, I don't either. One thing that I've noticed with the Devils power play, and I don't know if this translates to other teams, if they do it as well. When did the league get away with you got your guy at the point in the middle. Your two guys on the wing that that are your shooters, sticks should be in the middle, right? They should be facing the inside. So, for instance, the Devils have Hughes on the left side, and his stick is on the outside. So the puck's got to go across his body to get to his stick. It just seems I like mean, he should be on the other side of the ice, so his stick is on the inside so that he could be ready to take that one-timer or get the puck quicker to, to move it to the next guy. It, it seems to me that the, there's a real dearth of right-handed shots that they that teams want on the power play. And I think that's that's where they start improvising if they don't have enough of those those right-handed sticks out there yeah. that they got to put people on that off wing. And yeah, it, it's uh, I just don't think, I, I think that's a commodity, like like guys who can shoot from the right side who, who you actually want on the power play too. It's just frustrating. You may also be probably, part of it is uh, preference. You know, he may just prefer to play on that side and have the ability to shoot it over. He may have grown up that way. I mean, it seems like it's a, it's, it takes a little bit longer for him to get the puck and then he's not in a good position to shoot because he's shooting from outside the slot then is is he primarily sh shooting from there or is he primarily it's, passing it's whoever it's whoever is playing that position that's going to be the shooter the puck still has to cross their body to get to their stick and then they're shooting from the boards rather than shooting from the center of the ice it could be something that they they look at maybe they, they say hey you do you tend well, to I, shoot you know, i know they're listening shoot, so let's oh, fucking okay. work on okay. that <laughs> one thing i forgot to to add big shout out to brendan lemieux tonight block two pk suban slap shots yeah one while he was already down and couldn't even walk and got up and got front of, in front of that thing again and they were two blasts two bombs that came his way and he blocked both of them so big shout out to him speaking of pk suban wasn't involved much on the power play for the devils at all tonight no and, but... and he used to be he used to be the guy who was on the point that you feared and teams just don't fear him anymore. Like he still has a big shot and, but the devils seem to not exploit that. Why? So again, it's that the, the way they run their power play is they want that shot. They want, they want to go cross ice. They want to go from the, the, the guy high in the middle to the guy on the wing cross ice to the guy on the other side of the ice 
to take the shot to catch the goalie slow getting over. Yeah, I, I got you. And that's what the analytics are telling them. But that's the Ovechkin shot. Yeah. Yeah, but Sue, how many times does Subban score in the power play? How many power play goals does he, did he have in, in, during the course of the year? Is it worth trying that a couple of times in a game? Well, he will occasionally, you know, as soon as he gets the puck, he is shooting it. Yeah, but when he was with Montreal, when he was with Nashville, that that that's what he did. And he's not, he just doesn't do that with the Devils. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that happening more as the season yeah, goes on. Right. And I'm sure it's just early. I and don't know how much he did last year. In comparison to last year, he has played spectacular. So maybe don't let him shoot. Let him focus on defense. He's been playing great defense so far. He had one pretty bad play um, against Boston. Uh, it was a two on two. And instead of covering his guy, he played the pass more in between the two guys and, and Bergeron scored a shorty. But other than that, he's been playing really well. Right. The defensive style of Lindy Ruff, I guess. It's because his attention is not on that skier anymore. Uh, the, the piece of ass is gone. So he has, he can concentrate. He back can on focus hockey. on hockey now. Hey, I, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt Whatever that. Whatever Mike Milbury said about how, how horrible women are to, to be around. What a Dude, terrible she's... distraction they are. I agree with Mike Milbury. She, how much she's a terrible of course she was a distraction have you seen her just saying and by seeing her tom means she's smoking hot yeah wait wait well, yeah well yeah i heard jared porter was texting with her is that too soon i don't know that was just this morning <laughs> credit to nick it calling out the uh the impressive that that the ottawa senators are going to be impressive they're one and two on the season but they lost to to Toronto by one. They were in that game for a while and they lost tonight only by one to Winnipeg and they won their first game. So, but they lost. Right. But they're more competitive. They, the two games they lost, they only lost by one. Yeah. They, they're like, so they've they been more, the more competitive than I think anybody thought they were going to be so far. They look better than the Rangers do, do one and two, Mark, for sure. We'll see. It's early in the season, but honestly, I thought they would. I don't think Toronto's going to run away with it. I think I, I talked yeah, about no, that. Yeah, no, I definitely. Before. I think you're right. I don't think Toronto is going to run away with it the way I thought they were going to. I thought I their, their only competition was Vancouver. <clears throat> I think Winnipeg and Vancouver are very good, and I think Ottawa's going to – I don't I don't, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be, like, surprising people, though. I think they're going to yeah. be that team this year that just surprises people. Like, wow. To disrupt the whole flow, yeah. Because you know, there's always a team. Like, you know, next year, you know, Seattle's going to be that team probably. Right. Everyone's going to be like, the next Vegas, and they could suck. And then everybody would be like, oh, surprising. But they could – who knows what that's going to look like, you know. But that's going to be – the big talk of it obviously next year but there's always a team so um looks like, like his heart is broken i am assuming he got some sort of bad news why well, i mean the blackhawks lost again they're just a uh, uh, tough time to be a blackhawk fan this year for sure you're a blackhawk man well look they're they're my west coast team i i'm i, I like the blackhawks i like i like jonathan taves i think he's i didn't fan. realize chicago was on the west coast <laughs> well there were, <laughs> there were western, lessons for everybody they're a That's western conference it. team numb nuts and look jonathan taves is just a reincarnation of mark messier so what's not to like no not at all it's messier like, never quit because he he's, he's got the same punchable face that's about it <laughs> mark messier's birthday right yesterday or today uh, yeah, big six zero. Sixty years old. Big six oh, zero. Really? Jesus. He still looks like he can fucking play. Yeah, I'd still Probably. put him on a on a forward line and have Gonchar on the on the blue line for me. Yeah. <laughs> Messier be your who second, been, second line center. Who who would been better at sixty? Gordy Howe or Messier? Uh, didn't Gordy play at sixty? <laughs> he did. So I'm gonna say yeah. Gordy Howe. <laughs> but hey, hey, look. Uh, 
about the season, it's it, and like everybody's been saying, it's still really early it's on. So early, I, yeah. I think at the turn of the calendar to February, I think we're gonna start seeing what our teams actually are. So there's a, a whole nother week of games. The Rangers got three more games coming up, two against Pittsburgh, and they'll be playing Buffalo as we record. Um, so I'm sure I'll be frustrated then as well. See how they do in, in Pittsburgh and on the road. This is their first, you know, um, first road games coming up of the season. Let's see how they gel on the road. And maybe that uh, makes them a tighter knit group. Who knows? I, I worry about that matchup with Pittsburgh a little bit because they, they have not the Penguins are really not taking care of the front of their net and the Rangers are their quickness, I think is, is going to be able to exploit that. And Washington, you know, uh, Washington quick is not their forte. No. Um, and we, and so the Penguins hung with them, but I, I do, I am worried on this young season so far about the Penguins matching up with a, with a faster team. Woody Allen has got this week, Nick. Devils twice. Twice. And the Capitals on uh, next Tuesday. Um, no, no back-to-back games. In fact, there's no game till we play the Devils on Thursday, um, and then on Sunday, and then the Capitals yeah. on Tuesday. So they got a nice break. Still three games in a week. It's not like yeah, but then, then again, they're not traveling far. Nope. After the uh, Islanders, Steve, who the Devils got? Philly back-to-back uh, two with Philly. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. All right, I think that's gonna and... do it for us tonight. Uh, don't forget Twitter at friends underscore rivals, Facebook and YouTube friends and rivals. Click comment and share don't forget to subscribe to our podcast anywhere where you find where you get your podcast don't forget to subscribe to our show because it really does help out our channel thanks guys great week of hockey glad to have it back billy sing us out twitter on the shitter Now for some special bonus material. <laughs> Fucking Mackenzie Blackwood. Fuck him. Fuck. I mean, right? It, very impressive. Fuck him. It's like Kirk McLean in game one of the fucking Stanley Cup final. Except it's been three games in a row. Well, not against the Rangers. And they, I think the two power plays they had in the third, I think they were doing what you said. They were just hammering pucks, but not getting them on net. No, you guys blocked a shit ton of shots tonight, too. No, there was there was a couple, I think Zabinijad, before he, uh, the second to last one, he had a wide open net. Oh, he missed it. And he just yeah. sent it right oh. over, yeah. Oh. I think he was trying to just, I don't know if it, Blackwood was in their head and he was just trying to shoot it harder well look it's it's kind of hard for a goalie to be in their head after you score three goals on yeah so i I don't know necessarily that it was in his head it's just he had a fucking great night there's nothing you can do about it you just have to fucking shake your head and go on to the next game but it was the 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 third period wasn't the story of the game it was it was the beginning you know rangers the first 15 if the rangers don't let pat sajak score so early then Who knows? A completely different game. Completely different game. The first twelve to fifteen were all devils. Yeah, and then it and then it and then it settled down a little. Yeah. Well, I I thought in the second period the Rangers had a really big lull where they let they let things happen. I mean, Truba. I mean, you can't go to the net with that pet. You got to go up the boards and get it deep. You try to go to the net. Hughes is blocking him. He's gone. No one's going to touch him. Truba had a shit first two periods. He he came back a little bit in third period, but he had a shit game in the first two periods after playing so well in, in. game two how it goes uh god bless you so it was it was fun like to see them play a different team after seeing boston twice it was fun to see them play a different team right after playing the islanders twice right
right? It, did you not know what to expect coming in tonight because of that? Yes. Because you'd only seen them play the same team twice. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, they were weird. completely different games. So I didn't know what team was going to show up. But I knew I that they played well because they didn't have to really deal with the size of the Devils. They just yeah. had to deal with speed, which they got an understanding about teams that play with speed. Hopefully they chalk it up to learning experiences. But if Mika's hurt, we're, oh, it's going to mm. be a long season. Yeah, he didn't look good on the bench, man. No, he did not. It looked like he separated his shoulder or like broke. Not his only, back. not only pain. He almost, it almost seemed like he didn't know where he was. You think he looked a little dazed? Maybe a little, a little bit, cut, yeah. Maybe a little uh, but he, it looked like he was holding his shoulder, and he, when he was the wind, off, you know, the wind bad. knocked out of him or something. Yeah, but he, the way he was skating, he was. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. They're probably not gonna tell you fucking anything anyway. So whatever, 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 man. Whatever, man. Whatever, man. Whatever, man. What you watching bill is there a late game bill no they put on motorcycle shit i didn't i never changed the channel some kind of <laughs> dirt bike stuff oh yeah it was on uh nbc sports tonight right yeah yeah of course it was it's a penguins game well it's either the penguins or the fucking flyers it's the penguins home network what are you talking about <laughs> that, that is true that's true uh thursday's games on nbc or on the nhl network not that it matters well for me yeah it matters for me but i get i'm I'm still not gonna watch it on there because i get the fucking that'll be the penguins home feed so oh right no thanks scratch my back with a hacksaw crosby scores again yeah that's what i want to (laughs) hear Well, he's he's Jesus. not a TV announcer. No, they're going to they're miraculously yeah. pick up the radio feed for the NBC sports okay. broadcast. <laughs> right. Something exactly. They're trying something new. Just to piss me off. <laughs> Why would you? Like, have you ever had the compulsion to send a picture of your dick to anybody? No. Wow. Well, to Billy, but other than that, no. I mean, as a, yeah. A actually, when somebody asks for a picture of my dick, I actually send a picture of Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't get it. You've never sent a dick pic? No. I don't think I have either. I guess I'm too never, old for that shit, man. I, I've, I've never like, but, but thought highly of myself enough to think that would turn anybody on. But it, I don't even think that's part of it. You think this guy just thought it. he had a beautiful dick and he he sent the yeah. picture? I mean, you got to have a lot, of, a lot of confidence in the way it looks to like really, I mean, it's not... It's not like people. I don't think women are like really want to see that. No, shit. No, it's not a. It's not a pretty organ. That's for sure. No, some do, some do, but most don't. Some like nothing more than a cock in their mouth. Sure, well, but that's different than a picture of it, though. Yeah, I, I, no, I, mean, I know, but you, you're looking at it, going, "Wow, that's a nice dick." <laughs> Best case scenario, I guess that's what you're saying. Sure. I didn't. It, she didn't respond to sixty texts in a row, but you send a picture of your dick. Oh, that's the one she's going to reply to. <laughs> <laughs> is that really what happened? Yes. Oh my God. Uh, Only the Mets. And now he's just he he goes from GM to like he's unemployable. Yeah. GM that just traded for Lindor. Fucking. Right. He was riding high. And then here's my dick. But like none of the major hires make it to the start of the season. It's bizarre. Right. They do. Who's gonna replace him? A Rod. Sandy Alderson. Brett Favre. He is. He said he's in no rush to find a new GM. Do you blame him? No. Now he. Now part of that process is: Have you ever sent a dick pic? Perhaps, I that's, think the question the was asked. Process is that they have to send a dick pic. I think the question was asked. Then he lied. You think that's what happened? I think they. I think. Well, I thought I read somewhere that he was asked. Have you ever sent an illicit picture unwantingly to a female? Really? And he said no. Sure, you got to ask that question. It's a very specific question. I can't believe that we're in a place where we have to ask that question in the society. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking stupid. But after Brett Favre and and Wiener, I guess it's a thing. Wiener mm. could be worse. You could be fucking Joe Namath on fucking TV, all drunk, <laughs> all drunk, and fucking. 
That was the best. That was the best. Oh my I want to kiss you on the mouth. <laughs> fucking Susie Coburn. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even like, like it was Erica like, Wachter. Was he like 70 at the time? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. That was 13 you know, years ago? The Joe Namath thing? Yeah. Yes. Sure, it was fucking, when they were good. He's talking about Chad Pennington. I couldn't care about the team. Good Lord. How fucking shit-faced was he? Oh, man. He's alive and Tom Seaver is dead. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's what we get. It was unintelligible what he was saying. I could care less. If you could find a way to fit this in somewhere, (laughs) this conversation, I think this needs to be in the podcast somewhere. If you can find a way to sort of fit this in. It's our podcast. We make the rules, don't we? Yeah. I don't know. I got to pass it by management. (laughs) (laughs) I want to kiss you. Don't forget, Billy. Twitter on the shitter.